the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. The stock market has been successfully bastardized, completely funded by the government. Not only has the favoritism, has the guarantee of future prosperity, because the government through Wall Street will perpetrate that corruption. So we here in America can pretend that Joe Biden is anything other than absolutely terrible and directly responsible for the loss of 20 cents of buying power per dollar since prior to him stealing the election. That's one thing, right? That's our economy. And then the tranquility. Well, you always had Democrat areas, and they're always run like ghettos. They're always full of corruption and chaos. And by the way, we've got a new uh, update on the Dalton mayor, which is priceless. She, she makes Brandon Johnson look smart. Uh, that's something that's always interesting. But the real way to quantify the devastation and the ramifications of American presidencies and policy is the chaos in foreign policy, the murder and mayhem. And I have to tell you, when I get to the studio and I open up all the, 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 the news outlets and five minutes before we go on, a new headline flashes on that Zelensky is mobilizing 500,000 more. When yesterday we just played that the suspicion is 400,000 Ukrainians already dead. You know, when you flood a town, by blowing up a dam, it tends to lead to a lot of death. In the meantime, Zelensky suspends elections. The news outlets that reported about his corruption, where wives of his, of his uh, uh, cabinet were showing up in Europe with $30 million in suitcases, all their licenses stripped. This guy's a real deal fascist. He now says he's going to mobilize 500,000 more Ukrainians. And you realize none of this should have happened. None of this was supposed to happen. But here we are now that the Dimwood and Diapers, who cannot form a sentence, who cannot campaign. I mean, the real question is, when are they going to show us who's really running for president? Is it Newsom? Is it Pritzker? Is it another oligarch that robs from our nation? Which one is it? Because it certainly isn't this idiot. He's incapable of doing absolutely anything. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. We were all just watching the first family's return from Delaware on Marine One. And my colleague, Peter Ducey, noticed someone hop off the chopper who was not on the passenger list. The White House gave us Hunter Biden. So the bag man of corruption for three decades that we can trace 24 million directly from the Chinese Communist Party and oligarchs. And um, the, the elected Democrat whores aren't going to do anything about it because they love the stealing that's going on. But the people are starting to wake up a little bit. Americans giving President Biden terrible approval numbers, no matter how you look at it. First, let's look overall. 35 percent overall approval versus 59 percent. A record. Now, squirrel, wasn't it Nikki Whaley yesterday that said one in three Americans have mental illness? 
That does explain how a third of this nation still supports this dimwit. I for the CNBC All-America survey during the president's tenure. 33-62 on the economy. Uh, he's he's as, almost as much underwater as he's ever been. And then now on foreign policy, 29-63, that's a record high. 34 points underwater. Let's look at... Now, the reason that he is, is, is and by the way, I, I find it hard to believe anybody would support Joe Biden, but then you realize the kind of people that make money from the military-industrial complex, the foreign policy, profiteering... And then you understand why they support him, because none of this happened under Trump. Absolutely none of it. And we're going to get to the key, which is the border, by far the key. But when you, when you hear the guy in North Korea is firing missiles again. Well, the missile probably would have flown for about an hour, and that uh, is consistent with the North Korean ICBM. Um, we don't have it officially out yet, but the flight time indicates that it's an ICBM. Lofton on the and all of the eco-Nazis that are prepared to shut down traffic and shut down the economy. What are the ramifications of weapons exploding, wars on major continents? Yet they say nothing about the wars. And who ever heard of the frackin' hooties? What's with these idiots minus the blowfish? All countries have the right to move freely and lawfully in international waters. But that foundational global right is under new threat today from the totally unacceptable attacks on merchant vessels by the Houthis in Yemen. These reckless Houthi attacks are... The Houthis or the Houthis? Let's just call them the goat Casanovas. Serious international problem, and they demand a firm international response. That Qatar and the United States will formally take steps forward to expand and reinforce... Our bilateral defense relations. See, now, the, the beauty of Donald Trump is the first thing that would have happened is that condo building where all of these terrorist head, drug-dealing, low-life scumbags reside in luxury would have been annihilated to the ground. And that's the difference between having a man in office and having a mannequin in office. And the mannequin is dangerous. The mannequin tends to lead to a lot of problems. For instance, I'm going to play you a tape that you're not going to hear played anywhere. In America, and the reason is number one, it's not in English, but number two, there was the head of the hospital in Palestine. You remember, he was the young doctor, he was fighting for the children. Well, it turns out he has been working for Hamas and has been since 2010. You won't understand a lot of it, but there are some people out there who will. That's when he admits, I have been in Hamas since 2010. I have been military trained. And yes, I am the manager of the hospital. But yet I see none of that. And all of the calls for peace and none of the calls for peace in, in, in uh, with Zelensky and Ukraine. None of it. All of it absent. And in the meantime, we always knew this. In fact, that was the allegation after Joe Biden had successfully usurped the most powerful office in the world. The first thing he did was enrich Iran. Is the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps presently engaged in the conduct or support of terror activity? I think I know where this is getting. Uh... One year ago, John Kirby, who contradicts himself every time there's a news press conference, tried to tell you that enriching Iran would not lead to what we 
are living through right now. Uh, no, I think I know where you're getting with this. Uh, look, uh, um, uh, I think the president's been uh, very, very clear. Uh, yes or no. Are they or are they not conducting or supporting terror activity? The Iranian state uh, is, a, is a state supporter of, of terrorism, and they support terrorist networks throughout the region. Um, and when asked if he would be willing to uh, lift the FTO designation of the IRGC as a function of uh, the uh, negotiations with, uh, with Iran over the, the nuclear deal, the president said no. But are you, are you able to say that IRGC supports terror operations? I think I've answered James, the question. We're, we're moving on. We're going to do three, you, you, and then... <laughs> uh, which ones? Okay. Uh, you know who you're pointing at. I do not. I am so sorry. <laughs> One year ago, the allegations of enriching Iran leading to what we're experiencing today was also predicted. In fact, the other thing that was predicted was once we have an open border, that it will not be long until there is a terror activity here on our shores and everybody knows it. There's also something everybody knows. There's only one way to stop it. I was the only president in decades who didn't start a war. Instead, I got us out of wars and endless wars. And one of the wars I got us out of was a war against ISIS. We defeated ISIS. It was supposed to take four years, and I got it done in four weeks. Would you say that's good? Because we have the greatest military on Earth. We have the greatest leaders, but not the guys on television. Not the ones on television. I'm the only candidate who can make this promise to you. I will prevent World War III. I will prevent World War III. He's also the only president in the last 50 years that didn't expand military intervention military growth. He's the only one who prevented the massive growth of the military industrial complex. So who will come out to speak against him? I know. If you look at the polls, he is up uh, 63% to his nearest rival, 12%. In Iowa, the Des Moines Register, 51%. You keep on going down state by state. What is not getting across if your message is so urgent on these other channels and other places what is not happening to the electorate that to see that? Well, I think you're you're actually seeing some movement. There have been other polls out today that show some movement among some of the other candidates. And look, what I would say to Fox viewers, and I worked here for many years, as you know, um, and the uh, the rate. Now that's after you made sixteen thousand four hundred and thirty-eight dollars a day as a congresswoman, right? So you acquired six million dollars a year every year. That you were a congresswoman in your in your net wealth. So you worked at Fox afterwards. Do you have the contract on that? Did you make more or less money than you did when you were front running policies and profiteering from government plans, inside trading and whatnot? East today presents a number of uh, candidates, Republican candidates who will abide by the Constitution. And you can have the policies that we all want. The pol- Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Which policies? You mean peace and prosperity? Because it doesn't seem like you wanted that. You and the rest of the never-Trumpers. And here's another thing I want you to focus on. When a never-Trumper scum appears today to, to present themselves as the voice of reason, the only reason that they have, and the only reason that they serve, is they're the reason 
we're in this predicament in 2023, American Dark Ages. They're the idiots, the frauds, who knew what Joe Biden was and still would rather have the gangster government, the open and notorious bribery, the treason. They prefer it because to them, the bastardization of our principles of America is normal. That's Liz Cheney. That's every other never-Trumper scum from Jonah Goldberg to Stephen Hayes to George Will. Sure, that's your hair, your hair, George. I believe you. That's your hair, you moron. You look like a turtle with a wig on. Policies, some of which Donald Trump put into place, some of which he didn't. We can have conservative policies without having to torch the Constitution. And so what I would urge people watching today who are going to be voting in those caucuses or in those primaries, vote for somebody else. Do not vote for the person who already tried to seize power. You- How about if we vote for the guy who delivered prosperity, who delivered peace, who saved the lives of not just Americans, but the nearly one million after Zelensky mobilizes 500,000 more to add to the 400,000 already killed in Ukraine. None of them would have died. Because our country has never been... So unsafe. You know, you're talking about the power of weaponry today compared to the Second World War and the First World War. It's uh, times a thousand uh, most powerful weapons ever even thought about, ever conceived, ever built. And we can't have a world war. And we're closer to World War Three today than we've ever been. Well, that was over the weekend. This was today. Happening now, Houthi fighters have launched a series of attacks on commercial ships in the Red Sea. The Iran-backed rebels in Yemen have claimed responsibility for the recent attacks and claim the ships attacked were linked to Israel. That's led the U.S. to announce Operation Prosperity Guardian. A- well, if Big Donnie was here, that wouldn't be happening because the Houthis would be gone. The goat Casanovas called Hamas would be gone. And then again, Iran would have never got the billions It got from the Biden administration, the most obvious traitors to this nation in any office from your local mayor all the way to Washington, D.C. The traitor and thief, the dimwit in diapers would have never been in this position had it not been for the never Trumpers and the complex of thievery that we call Washington, D.C. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show. Where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The Hooties don't have the cool in the gang. The Hooties do not. In fact, what do the Hooties have? What's the industry of these goat Casanovas? Can anybody tell me what the industry is? It's murder and mayhem. And they got their money from selling oil that we set the price and price protected this day. And then I have to listen to these scallywag whores, these Democrat morons who at every step were questioned and at every step lied. John, you just said that Iran was not going to do this for nothing. Um, But didn't they also get five Iranians? They will get five uh, Iranians uh, as well. Yeah, Jackie. Then why do we need to add six billion dollars on top of that? Well, someone's got to pay the hooties. I mean, after all, those sandals, they're expensive. Massive inflation to let your dirty feet hang out 24 hours a day. Tom in Blue Island. Sean Dittos. So, Sean, I love it when you play the Liz Cheney clips because over and over she talks about 
President Trump torching the Constitution. He's going to torch the Constitution. She participated in a commission, the January 6th commission, where the Republican Party was declining the opportunity to appoint who they wanted. They wanted to appoint Jim Jordan and Jim Banks. And instead, they got two women, Liz Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. Nice double entendre. Nice. And that was Brett Baer. Could one of these reporters, when she says that Trump is going to torch the Constitution, just say, how is he going to do that? Brett kind of gets her a little bit in the end. He does. I'm going to play the whole thing for you. But there's a funny thing how she mentions the Constitution. Did the Constitution ever mention the corruption of whores such as you and your dimwit father? Is he still fracking alive? What is keeping that roach up? In the meantime, profiteering to the tunes of hundreds of millions because they're front-running policies they vote on and know are in the pipe. That is called thievery, scumbag. Is that in the Constitution? Think about it. Think about the money every day, seven days a week, six million a year as a congresswoman. Yeah, okay. Lost your primary to Harriet Hagman, um, two to one. And she said... Liz Cheney has never been in touch with your average person. In 2019, AP said, uh, Wyoming's congressman says a summary of the investigation to whether President Donald Trump election campaign coordinated with Russia confirms what Republicans already knew. The summary of Robert Mueller's investigation says there was no collusion between Trump's 2016 campaign and Russia. Wyoming U.S. Representative Liz Cheney says Democrats for over two years have peddled falsehoods and made one scurrilous claim after another involving Trump and Russia. Cheney says in a statement, it's time for Democrats to put aside their partisan agenda of attacking Trump and focus on real issues. What do you say to critics who say, listen, all of this, as you, even after you look at January 6th, all... You know, this is, this is when they both flipped. When Adam Kinzinger's wife... Oh, boy, I don't know why I was so kind right there. When Adam Kinzinger's unfortunate wife worked worked for the Republicans, and Adam Kinzinger wanted to work for Donald Trump. He used to beg like the ass barnacle fraud that he is. And then Liz Cheney, they all flipped about midway through. I wonder what the instance was. Somebody, something tells me her father knows, Darth Vader. All of this is about going after Donald Trump and that his policies, if you look back to his four years are something that they want. So there are voters who obviously... You mean peace and prosperity? We absolutely do want that. And the other thing we had when Trump was in office is that if you didn't promote peace and prosperity and if you threatened America, he blew your ass up in your own car like that inbred Iranian goat Casanova. What's his name? Colonel... Whatever. Yeah, the guy with the sandals on. That's him. Greg Rogers Park. Hey, John. John, do you see what's going on? It's this uh, abandoned building where they threw all the migrants in. You got yeah. a bunch of kids with very, very dangerous communicable disease. And this idiot mirror and his woke friends, what they're doing, he wants to blame the other people for it. But he's in charge, and yet he can't, you can't screen these people when they come in to see if they got a fever or not. I mean, this guy is totally incompetent, and this thing's going to blow up in his face. Well, you know, there's all kinds of blame to go around. You could blame that third world sewer. The one that delivered the utopia that they, they, the, the Chicago public school system models its ec- economics after, like Venezuela. That third world hellhole that has no vaccinations, where you can't find a dog, so people are forced to eat it. You could blame them. You could blame Maduro. 
But one thing's for certain. The only reason anybody lives like this is because of corrupt governments, whether they put the lipstick on the pig of their policies and say, we're benign socialists like Venezuela, hell hole, or if they claim to be communists like Cuba, that other prison island, or maybe their former European Soviets, Nazis. They all share the same philosophy, the Chicago Democrats. So particularly, I really don't give a rip. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. We didn't even get to the insanity called our border, huh? How's that working out for everybody? It's what the Democrats wanted for as long as I can remember. All of them. Open border. That's why they pretend we never had any immigration laws. You know, the ones that they ignore today. We have it, and the numbers just keep getting worse. Those 12,600 encounters you mentioned, that is the highest single-day total ever recorded, beating the previous record just a couple of weeks ago. And Eagle Pass is just getting completely overrun. Take a look at So the population of, what, seven average states, as we, we have 41 states with under 6 million people. So seven states just come running through. Yeah, that, that, that should end well. Uh Liz Cheney, you could have stopped this too, right, Liz? How'd you do? How'd you do in Wyoming? So you feel that way. Yeah. So I would say a couple of things. First of all, I won my primary by 70% of the vote. I could have done that again if I was willing to lie about what Donald Trump did. I wasn't willing to do that. I voted against that impeachment that you're talking about, the first impeachment. I voted against it. Um, but this was different. When you have a president of the United States who attempts to seize power, that that goes to the heart of of who we are. And that you know what gets me aggravated in all of this is all of the scandal that was Election Day, all of the nonsense just swept under the rug like it never happened. Hey, moron. Hey, fatty. Four hours. You shut down the count Four hours. You had the the percentage of the vote that was out that came in in those four hours with an overwhelming percentage that was just for Joe Biden. You had ballot harvesting. You had the federal government nullify the state legislatures and change the way ballots were, in fact, collected or filled out. We now have articles. And by the way, this was yesterday, Liz Cheney, last night. We now have articles out that 20 percent, one in five people who filled out ballots admit to voter fraud. And you still are going to beat that drum, huh? Dimmer switch, Cheney? Danger is one we can't ignore. Uh, And so, again, I would say, look, this is about ensuring that you're going to vote for somebody, that you're going to support somebody who's going to. And then there's also that other thing. He would have had to have gotten 16 million more Americans than Barack and Barack with the yes, we can, the hope and change. Let alone it's like 20 some million over the Duchess of Chaffington, which I understand. But still, nobody has ever addressed these these problems. Nobody. Not to mention Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Here at 11 Alive, we like to separate fact from fiction. And over the weekend, a viral claim started circulating, saying more than 17,000 invalid votes were counted in Georgia during the 2020 presidential election. However, that's Fulton County. However, Fulton County, which is riddled in scandal, where they shoot music videos in the jail. They got pride, kind of like Dalton, Illinois. 
Governor Brian Kemp is verifying this is not true. The claim appears to originate with an item for this week's state election board meeting. It's under the heading cases recommended for referral to the attorney general's office. Tag with the description Fulton County tabulator results 2020. The case focuses on apparent discrepancies between that initial recount total reported by Fulton County December 2nd, 2020, and then the corrected vote totals that were released the following day. 17,000 votes added, and she's saying the problem is it was a mistake by a election counter. Did you also know, Squirrel, another Georgia election counter? I don't even know what the hell they call these dimwits. Suing Rudy Giuliani again. Well, why not? $148 million for a mother and daughter team of incompetent boobs suing and winning because it's a Fulton County Democrat area. Let's talk about Democrat areas. We can, we can uh, kind of attest to exactly how they're run, you know, being from the most corrupt city in the country, Chicago. What about Dalton, Squirrel? Did you ever hear about Dalton? Oh, I think you have. If you listen to this show, you remember the one. Juicy Crab, $3,300 tab at Juicy Crab. Not to mention Bubba Gump, where apparently she got a deal. It was only 2900 at Bubba Gump. In the meantime, she's the mayor of Dalton, and she's my kind of dimwit. But would you advise one of your candidates to do something like that using taxpayer funds? No, not using taxpayer funds. Okay, so if you've driven one of the expressways in the south suburbs recently, you've no doubt seen one of these giant billboards. They feature the name and the face of a smiling local politician. What you may not know is the money for these billboards is coming out of taxpayers' pockets, and that's raising questions for Tiffany Henyard, the Dalton mayor and Thornton Township supervisor who has already come under fire for spending public money promoting herself. Dane Placco has the latest chapter in his ongoing investigation into Henyard's questionable spending. Take a drive to the south suburbs and you can't miss them. Four giant billboards featuring Tiffany Henyard's name in large letters, along with her picture, smiling down on the thousands of cars going by on Interstate 57 and the Bishop Ford Expressway. And she took the public money to do it. No kidding, she's a Democrat. By the way, Dalton now running in excess of $7 million deficit since this moron pretended to be mayor. Ralph and Rantoul. Hey, good morning. Good, good morning. Good afternoon. Hey, one of the reasons you know it was paid for, not by her, is that her name was probably spelled right on the billboard. Because I don't think she. <laughs> you, but, did hey, you see the signs? I, now you you live. Have you seen the signs? They're insane. I I live in the area. I also oh. happen to know Sean. I know the guy who was the court appointed receiver for the Dalton Water District because they had their heads up their water pipes. Yeah. Um, and uh, But anyway, that's not what I called about. Right. I, I recently vacationed in wonderful Wyoming, Jackson Hole, as a matter of fact. Ooh. We had a place right there, hiking all over the Tetons, looking at elk and all that fun wildlife. By the way, there are, there's a lot of money out there. Well, no kidding. The self, the all self... over Jackson Hole. Yeah, this, and, and they're all a bunch of leftists, Sean. The self-hating trust fund babies. In fact, did you know, I can't remember if it's Jackson Hole, but it's it's someplace uh, out there among the large, the most expensive real estate in the country, only second to Colorado. Uh, well, I, I, I will tell you that we were, uh, we were visitors in home. We got relatives in the family. Uh, one of them was a longtime shack up with a dude with a double lot there right in Jackson. Downtown Jackson Hole property abuts 
federal land right on a creek, beautiful. Just the land alone, couple million dollars worth. Oh, yeah. Beautiful little house. And and big time leftist, super nice guy. Yeah. So like I really like the guy, but a big time leftist, it's it's like it's not you know, his fault. He's probably been high for the last forty head. years. You know, when you're born with the, you know, he, he's really he's probably been high for forty years. Doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July, and just wants to be a, a hippie throwback with a twist of cowboy. That's all that is. In the meantime, well, I love the private jets there. All of them preaching eco Nazisms, and you shouldn't drive your your Cadillac, but they should fly wherever they want to. I love that part. Oh yeah, yeah, nice, nice little airport, great place of vacation, beautiful. Yeah. But you know, the leftists, all the richies are creeping in and polluting the local gene pool. Now you could rent Kevin Costner's place at a discount. I think he's still reeling from the divorce, and you might get a date out of it. Thank you very much, Ralph and Rantoul. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Juicy crab. I forgot to ask Ralph and Rantoul. Wonder if Ralph and Rantoul ever spent three dimes at Juicy Crab. What the hell you get for $3,000 at some Juicy... Well, maybe it's Juicy Crab. It's expensive, squirrel. It's like the Louis Vuitton. Of crab shakes. What are they advertising? One says fresh produce, another senior services, and this one simply says we offer general assistance. There's a phone number, but you wouldn't know what it's for unless you can read in teeny tiny letters Thornton Township Supervisor as you're speeding by. These are the billboards that have gone up along the expressways. We showed the billboards to Bert Odelson, an election attorney who's been working in Illinois politics for 50 years. If you could shock this son of a gun, an election attorney in Illinois for 50 years. You know how you shock him? You throw a lamp in his tub. He's seen everything, this scallywag. Talk about the scallywags. Go ahead. By the way, is Ed Burke found innocent yet? That'll be coming. When I first looked at it, I thought, what is she running for now? Because that's what it shouts out. Sounds like a hooker on Mannheim Road. There's nothing he hasn't seen who represents a political faction opposed to Henyard and Dalton, says it's clear the billboards are promoting more than township services. He says they're essentially campaign ads. Uh, This is a blatant attempt to promote herself politically. Uh, The township should not have paid for these if they they did. (laughs) No kidding. If they did. No, she wrote the check. The girl has the town paid $3,000 at Juicy Crab. You think she's buying billboards? By the way, you know how much these billboards were, Scroll? Oh, it's staggering. You know how much a billboard costs? I should have went in the billboard business. I'm sure they did. They did indeed. Bills obtained by Fox 32 under open records laws shows Thornton Township paid more than $10,000 for the vinyl signs themselves and more than $12,000 to clear channel outdoor advertising. For Go one- ahead, you guys in Dalton, you're rolling in it. What are you, about $7.5 million in debt since this idiot took the gavel? Yeah, you guys are doing great. Laughing stock of the nation, Democrat-led sewers. Uh, George in Naperville. Yeah, Sean, what an attractive candidate that Liz Cheney was. For her to be in charge of her own destiny, she'd have to lie about Donald Trump. What yeah. a leader. Yeah, well, her nickname in college was Dimmer Switch. Even the fraternity guys that got her alone in a closet wasn't dark enough. Uh, Matt, South Bend. Sean. Good evening to you. I, I just got something on my phone that said that there's going to be a new Naughty and Nice list 
because they're going to have a judge release some of the Epstein uh, people that, uh, you know, they're on the list of people that went to the island. 170 people that will be, they're actually categorized as Epstein clients. It's very interesting. But here's the other thing, Matt. Why would they tell you they're going to release them and not just release them? Which means there's there still can be something that jumps up and stops it. There still could be a little Dick Durbin of sexual deviance that wants to protect pedophiles. By the way, Matt, did you hear about the LGBTQ plus activist in Philly? Did you hear about this scumbag? No, oh, no. stay tuned, Matt. There, let me give you a little preview. Here's a sicko. I believe it's a it's a it's a woman with a Schwansteiger. She's still insisting to be called Miss. Even when she rapes children or he rapes children. I don't know. The whole damn thing's confusing. A Philadelphia LGBTQ activist is facing some disturbing charges this morning. She was arrested for sexual assault of minors. 37-year-old Kendall Stevens had a preliminary arraignment last night. Some of the charges include rape, assault against a person less than 13 years old, and endangering the welfare of children. Her next court hearing is scheduled for December 29th. See, the, the news guy kept calling it, uh, calling him her, too. I mean, the whole damn thing's confusing. First of all, it's a woman that raped Little boys with a Schwansteiger that's attached to the body. So it's let's just man, call it a man. Baby. Thank you very much, Squirrel, for the clarification. Mike and DuPage. Hey, Thompson. I just I just rolled out of Caputo's in Elmwood Park. I'm on a mission behind enemy lines from Texas. You want me to say hi to any of these months for you? No, no, I'm all no. caught up. They're they're visiting me. The ones I know are visiting me now. <laughs> Believe me. Yeah, but I got smart finally. Huh? I've been hoisted by my own petard, but that's all right. I had a good time uh, last week, and then I'm going to have to go back soon. I got to go see my my mother in law and everything, so I'll be there myself. But thank you very much at Caputo's. I tell you, that was one of the last times I spent a a Christmas where I said I'm I I I have to move right after that. I was in Caputo's. My wife made me go on Christmas Eve. You know the mayhem, the mayhem. Yeah. And this woman there with the three thousand dollar camel coat, the Louis Vuitton bag. And she pulled out the EBT card, and oh, you don't want that. Uh, and and took the groceries to a GMC Denali. I told her, "You are a disgrace. You make me sick. Your father's in the in Queen of Heaven, spinning like he was on a Black and Decker." Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate the call. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM Five Sixty. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... My next guest is somebody that I have had the pleasure of speaking to before. He's an attorney, science teacher, New York Times bestselling author, co-author, along with David Johnson, of the Diversity Con, Secrets and Lies Behind the Shady DEI Industry. He's got a new article out. We are just scratching the surface of the secrets behind DEI. He is attorney Kent Heckin' Lively. Kent, how are you? Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Sean. You know, it's interesting. I love the way you write. I really do, because you, you do it in such a, 
a wonderful way. I, 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 I love the continuity of, you, of the way in which you present the argument. And what you've done here in this article is kind of what I witnessed in the diversity con. This truly is nothing more than an industry created to destroy the principles of meritocracy. And that's the only way you can see it. This is the Marxist dream of infiltration infiltration into industries they have no business being in, number one, but to perpetrating that conduit of corruption through boards of companies, isn't it? Yeah, so it really is using Marxist principles. But I think that the, the takeaway that I hope people understand is that the real money is not in Marxism. The real money is in monopoly. Right. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to destroy the fabric of free market capitalism. And because it's much better if, you know, all, they have all of us living in a company town, working for the company, shopping at the company store. That's really the whole plan. And all of this chaos that they are engendering is only meant to divide us as human beings, keep us separate from each other, and only paying our money to Amazon and Google and to all these online retailers. They really want to destroy the American community. What was fascinating for me, and and also something that I found a lot of joy in, was watching how quickly... Uh, BLM, not Biden Laptop Matters, but Black Lives Matters, became a real estate speculating company. I loved it. I loved how she put the moron boyfriend on the payroll as security guard, the sister for advertising, and they basically absconded with the couple of hundred million they raised in a short period of time. They were more obvious in their corruption. But there are organizations involved in this DEI that are not so obvious. In fact, they present themselves as legitimate boards or legitimate foundations, but they're really not. In fact, what they do is just abscond with a tremendous amount of money and power in the end, don't they? Well, here's who I think is the real villain of this piece. It's a group called the Tides Foundation out of San Francisco, which was founded in the late 70s. And it's really got an interesting legal setup. Um, I say that it's best thought of as a left-wing money laundering chaos machine. Okay, (laughs) so I just left-wing money laundering chaos machine. So what they do is, let's say you're a rich person. You give $10 million to the Tides Foundation, and they they have all these funds, so you can invest in these funds, get a certain rate of return. Then let's say after a couple of years, you say, Hey, Tides Foundation, I'd love it if you gave $3 million to Black Lives Matter. Well, that money doesn't come from you. It comes from the Tides Foundation. And how big is the Tides Foundation? So, you know, many of your listeners have probably, you know, interacted with nonprofits and you know how they kind of live hand to mouth. Well, in 2020, the Tides Foundation got annual revenue of about $511 million. Who did they get that from? They got it from people like George Soros, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, a whole bunch of Rockefeller foundations. Um, And so what this happens every year. Now, in 2020, they got 
a little over $500 million in revenue, but they gave out over $600 million in grants. And it's kind of what, what they can do legally is that they can give it to the most radical groups and then it's sort of hands off. So I think that the Tides Foundation is giving plausible deniability yes. to their funding of political violence. So it's money laundering. And you know what I love about it? It's the same players. I mean, Bill Gates, after all, is just a simple farmer. It must be that Melinda that figured out this structure of corruption. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, this is something, Kent, that how it cannot be missed. If you, you're an attorney, you're an attorney, you're a science teacher. I'm a meathead, old commodity trader from the Mercantile Exchange. I know what this is. This is a fraud. First of all, the way in which they fund it is a fraud. They're not actually stroking checks for millions of dollars. They're diverting profit to keep it non-taxable. They're diverting profit, then they control it, right? And then at a certain point, they're double dipping in the write-off. So they diverted the initial. That's why they always use the verbiage of we commit to contribute $200 million, $600 million. They're not actually contributing. They're diverting income. And Bill Gates perfected this. This son of a dog has diverted billions and then gotten a kickback from the very foundations he really controls anyway. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, And and so I say the thing that needs to happen, and and this is the way I try to write, because I, I am a conservative, but I acknowledge classic liberal thought. And, and if classic liberals understood how this was a dodge by the richest people in the world in order to keep making money, they would join hands with us and we could destroy this corruption. But what they do is they keep us fighting with each other. So we're idiots and we don't see the real enemy. I couldn't agree with you more because I'm, I, I'm truly a classic liberal in, a, in virtually every sense of the word. And I, so much so that I'd rather see Bill Gates do this than give 50% to the Pentagon that loses 50% so they can fund their skullduggery too. The only difference is they have better uniforms than Melinda Gates. Aside from that, it's the same fracking scam, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. So, I mean, at a certain point, okay, good for you. You at least got to control the money to your agenda. But your agenda is ruining my country, not to mention my Disney World that I don't even go to anymore. Because you've now worked in this sick, twisted ideology of not just uh, uh, people who don't deserve something. We've already had affirmative actions. They exist in every municipality around the country. But what you have here is a twisted, real deviancy in this DEI. And, you know, before you came on, I just had a clip of a, of a Philadelphia very well-known LGBTQ plus activist who's a guy that dresses as a woman, but in the meantime, apparently has raped numerous kids under the age of 13. So this DEI always puts lipstick on the pig of what this, this maneuvering and this controlling into our society mores that we wouldn't necessarily accept. Do I have it wrong? No, and what I think happens, and, and this is really interesting because you know, we went deep into racism, deep into the laws of the Jim Crow South. And what we saw is actually something very similar to what the DEI people are doing today, which is the laws of the Jim Crow South, you know, prevented a white man from playing checkers with a black man. Well, why did they have to be so concerned about that? Because if a white man sits down with a black man and plays checkers, 
they find there's more in common than there is different between them. This is exactly what the DEI people are doing yes. by taking every possible fight that we could have with people and putting people in their corners. So I am just done with the this false right-left divide. This is the divide between the wealthy and, you know, the middle class and the upper middle class. Yes. This is about our American community. And so we have to, you know, I, I'm sorry. I think that the left wing has been poisoned. And I, I, I look at the, it's like food poisoning. Yeah. They've been poisoned. Well, so I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to react with anger. I'm going to react with empathy and compassion and saying, I'm sorry, your news sources have done this to you, but let me tell you what I think. Yeah, I'm going to ridicule and enjoy that schadenfreude. But the other thing is, there's a fascinating reality that's happening here. And what that is, is that the government, while manipulating this agenda of diversity and equality and equity and whatever the way they want to phrase it, they've managed to do something I didn't think was possible. When did the government get to put on private company boards very specific individuals to control board meetings? Is that even legal as an attorney? How does the government have the power to interject government-sponsored citizens onto boards that those companies would not have put on? This is astonishing to me, and there is no pushback from any of these companies. Oh, oh, do you you mean the things like uh, former intelligence spooks going on big tech company boards? Bingo. Yes. That's, That's outrageous to me. Outrageous, because what you're admitting quietly is is that you're accepting the fascism in government controlled companies as an illusion of private property well they, they, here's how they do it they they sell you this this lie of public private partnerships yes well Mussolini and Hitler had public private <laughs> partnerships for God's sakes look yeah. how that turned out and this is something that I I, I think is getting lost in the argument that it is a hybrid fascism, a hybrid Nazism, but the reality is it's working on the schematic of those very two diabolical, corrupt governments. And and, and my question is, I, w- I was always arrogant in my life because I thought that the law would prevent my country from devolving into a European mafia government. I always thought there would be lawyers that would say, oh, no. This is absolutely <laughs> unconstitutional. And I know you're laughing now because I actually yeah. was, I overestimated the integrity and the appreciation and the love of people who became lawyers. How do you not study the rule of American law based on the Enlightenment as the shield of the honest and sit by as it becomes the weapon of the corrupt? How does this happen to so many millions of lawyers? Well, this is exactly what caused me in 2014 to write my first book with Dr. Judy Mikovits, Plague, was she was finding herself up against powerful pharmaceutical interests. And I had said to her, and she ended up spending over a million dollars in legal fees. And I said, Judy, I don't trust the legal system. The only thing that is available to us is to write books where we can tell the truth. Because what would happen is, let's say, somebody doesn't like what I say, well, they sue me for defamation. I get discovery. They know that. Right. So they will never sue me unless I really tell a lie. They can't sue me to shut up. Yes. You know, what's fascinating as you watch the bastardization of American law now, 
and and what you just described is happening over and over and over again. And you know, when, when we're broadcasting this show from Cook County, Illinois, which is a laughing stock in the nation of of gangster yeah. government, you know, we have two sitting Cook County family judges on an LLC with an indicted alderman who's a half-assed gangster, second to none, by the name of Ed Burke, and they acquire tax auction property, and it's right out in the open. So we understand the way in which. Uh, uh, Judges can go along with this kind of thing. But how do you explain when you see this kind of attention of fast-tracking lawsuits and very Democrat-specific fast judgments, $148 million for Rudy? I still don't know what the hell he said and how he defamed these two people. Is this something that is the beginning of the end, in your opinion, of our legal system? Well, you know, I, it, ends can be new beginnings. I, I am old enough to remember when Eastern Europe fell. <laughs> and before that, before that fell, uh, the system itself became a mockery. And I feel like we're in the mockumentary stage yeah. of our republic. And so hopefully it falls apart and it gets put back together because the people are really waking up to what's going on. And, you know, I guess the largest uh, political party in the United States is the independent party with 49%. Yes. People who are sick of the establishment Democrats and establishment Republicans, and I, I'm one of them. No, me too. I, you know, I've been calling for a third party since I got the show, before I got the show. I'm so sick yeah. of pretending this duopoly of corruption is anything other than just that. I refuse yeah. to go partake. I'll never vote a, a party ticket in my life. I never really did. And when you watch these, these step-and-fetch corporatists pretending to be Republicans, it reminds me of the Illinois Republican Party which is about as effective as the New York Republican Party. In the meantime, what is effective is the writings of Kent Hicken-Lively. Thank you so much, Kent, for making time. I want to have you on again. I can't wait for you to write again. Now, do you exclusively release your stuff at thefederalist.com? That's where I saw your new article. Uh, what do you- uh, hey, 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 anybody who wants me, uh, I, I just did a, a book with Alex Jones, The Great Awakening. I got uh, other stuff coming on child trafficking. So uh, what it, wherever I need it, I go. And wherever, whenever you need to tell people about it, I'm here for you. I really appreciate what you do, Kent. Thank you. Thanks so much, Sean. We'll be back with your calls. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. By hook or crook, the Democrat mafia, they will not risk losing power and control. These Democrat slots, they truly are a wretched form of open and notorious crime. That's the only way to explain it. And it happened again. January 6th in the Capitol attack. Joining us now is CBS News election law contributor David Becker. David, what's the significance of this latest development? Well, this is a bombshell. There have been many cases brought all over the country, Bob, trying to disqualify Donald Trump from the primary ballot and the Republican primaries in those states. And none has been successful up until this point in time. And in fact, the lower court in Colorado had found that while he did engage in insurrection, that the presidency was not an office of the United States under the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. A four to three decision here in the Colorado Supreme Court found that it was an office that was contemplated by the 14th. See, now, 
this is interesting to me. This is what happens when you accept the premise of a liar, a scumbag, a fraud, a gangster, a Democrat. I have said to you before, quite specifically, this was not an insurrection because I wasn't there. (gasps) And everyone gets nervous because that's the truth. You see, an insurrection actually has to have a designation as an insurrection. It's not a bunch of fat old people meandering around the Capitol. It's guys like me with bad intentions for anybody who stands opposed. That's an insurrection. There has to be weapons and chaos and murder. I mean, aside from a 110-pound veteran who you shot at point blank in the neck as she was going through a skinny window. See, there was no follow-through of actual violence aside from the government assets breaking stuff as they were in the Capitol dressed as Trump supporters prior to any breach because I will not capitulate Ray Ups. I will not capitulate the buses filled with government assets, whether they're CIA or NSA. I don't give a rip what those pansy half derriered wannabe gangsters call themselves. They're assets of the corrupt government. There was no insurrection because I would have got the notes. See, and what you do when you rob me is you, you inspire me again to call you what you are frauds and in Colorado there's already kind of Democrat sewer mayhem that would make the dailies blush it's starting to look like the state capitol is a really horrendous place to work a second Democratic legislator is resigning citing a toxic environment there it was just days after the Democratic House Speaker punished two Democratic legislators who sued to force the legislature to follow open meetings law See, because in Colorado, the Democrats operate like Democrats do with the doors closed and the scams going. And that's all this is. Donald Trump didn't participate in an insurrection. He was the fracking president. See, there's another nifty little problem you have. He was the president. Joe Biden had not been sworn in. His election had not, had not successfully been validated the way our Constitution calls for it. In fact, you fast-tracked it, and you still never answered any of the questions. And now you want to prevent this dimwit, this dementia-ridden political whore asset of enemies foreign. Forget about domestic. You guys like the teamsters. Foreign communists and oligarchs. This is a problem in a society that wants to run on an honesty and integrity or a constitutional principle. And you're going to continue to pretend that that was an insurrection. And I'm going to, I'm going to answer you the way I've always answered you. No, it wasn't. I wasn't there. But if you keep this up, I might be at the next one. And then all the Ray Epses in the world aren't going to help you. Glenn and Oakbrook. Sean, all they have to do in Colorado is write in Donald Trump. So if I were the RNC, I'd give everybody in Colorado a Donald J. Trump. And the good news is his name is easy to spell. So I guess you're right, because what will happen in these Democrat sewers is that they will for once actually validate the ballots. The same ones they didn't when the dimwit in diapers pretended to get, what, 17 million, 19 million more than Barack Obama? The dimwit in diapers. And everybody know, has known what this idiot is there for. He's there to weaken our nation and strengthen the enemies that bribed him through his son. Have I, have I been vague, Squirrel? You think I've been vague? I've been pretty, pretty clear, right? 
You're really not fooling anybody. You scallywag Democrat profiteers of policy like that moron in Dalton. The only difference is, is she's a little more obvious about it. After all, I'm sure she took everybody to Juicy Crab. $3,200 at Juicy Crab. I don't even know if Biden could do that. Robert in Bloomingdale. Sean, I got a comment and then a quick question for you. First Shoot. of all, the same. Write President Trump's name in for good people of Colorado. Don't let your vote get taken away. Here's my question to you. Now, what happened to that, that two-bit security guard who shot that, that poor girl? Is he going to go to jail or be an investigator? He's got a promotion. They gave him a plaque and a gold watch. Are you nuts? Oh. He's the idol. He's a Democrat asset, an apparatchik, just like all of them. Sit on their fat ass and they pretend they're Capitol Police. What do you guys do? Hey, hey, what do you do? You're like tour guides with fancier uniforms and bigger pensions. Rich in Indian Park. Hey, Sean, how are you doing tonight? Aggravated, how are you? But I got the 120 uh, life, yeah. I'm all right. I know you're aware of aggravated. I can, I can hear it in your voice. Yeah. <clears throat> Sean, what I wanted to say is uh, evidence tried several different things to deter all these illegals from coming over the border. And uh, the Biden administration did nothing but, uh, you know, with, uh, put a kibosh on what the guy wanted to do. So now he passes a law where the police could uh, arrest these illegals that are coming over. And once again, there's people uh, in the uh, Biden the federal government will sue him. They're going to put a, a stop to it because the For federal sure. government wants the implosion of our country. The federal government gains power by the implosion. After all, look at how complacent everybody is. I mean, shouldn't there be an insurrection? Oh, what did he say? See, this is what you're witnessing. You're witnessing the coup d'état of the electoral system through election fraud and skullduggery. But more importantly, you're watching the destruction of federalism. As this government, the most corrupt government in the history of this country, open and notorious crime and payoffs through the crack-smoking, dimwit, sister-in-law, banging son. And in the meantime, we're watching exactly what was supposed to happen as Kamala Harris took $1.5 billion in American money, went to foreign governments, and the next thing you know, I got every convict or morphodite that could walk coming through the border. And at the same time, all of the, the border rules, all of the people, all diverted. Not to mention the laws that the government itself refuses, refuses to abide by. What's going on? The railway bridge has been shut down into Eagle Pass, also in El Paso. CBP doing that to redeploy personnel to help Border Patrol with migrant processing, and Union Pacific is not happy migrant about Migrant processing? Why don't you do what the Democrats used to do? Why don't you arrest them and send their ass back? All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. Bill Clinton! That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more. Democrats. By hiring a record number of new border guards. By deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before. By cracking down on illegal hiring. By barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace, 
as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. Because you know, Squirrel, we are a nation what of Bill Clinton understood in the Democrats before 2000, they understood that this costs a lot of money. Joe Biden tries to tell you it costs money, but he can't figure the number out. Over a billion, three hundred million, trillion, three hundred million dollars. That's about right. What? Stupid son of a dog. I mean, are you looking at this? And in the meantime, from his own mouth. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I think we can pull this together. I'm optimistic. I really genuinely are. Yeah. Because you stole it. You are. You am. You moron. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Thanks for grabbing my line. Sure. Hey, listen. Um, you hear all this. I don't like the sound of that. I don't like the sound of that. It sounds like the Democrat Senate. I didn't grab your line. I answered the phone call. I ain't grabbing anybody's line, you sicko. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. You hear all they constantly talk about what Israel does with Hamas or the Palestinians. You mean killing them all? Man, are yeah, they kicking they their ass. I love it. Go ahead. Yeah, but how come you don't, you don't hear a word about what's going on in Ukraine with the Russians and the Ukrainians? And I hear that there's like, it's really hot over there. There's tons of carnage over there going yeah. on. Nobody talks about, they only talk about Israel. Well, the, the, our, our, our government is, is corrupt with the oligarchs that run the corrupt government that was killing the Ukrainians before this intervention. So I don't think they really care too much about the people. After all, the Ukrainian government was killing Ukrainians for eight years in their civil war. We pretend didn't happen. <laughs> Democrats. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest. In the nation and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Sitting president, guilty of an insurrection. Well, how the frack does that happen? He's the commander-in-chief, you idiots. You're whore. You're dimwit. You're dementia patient. He didn't steal the office till the 21st. Only after that could there have been an insurrection, right? You mean wanting to audit or count or double-check the ballots? The very ballots that in your crooked states, your Democrat-run states, you burn them right away. I burn them because you're thieves. You're thieves. Thank God people can still move out of these ghettos. Otherwise, you'd be stuck. The issue is not just how we respond in the city of Chicago, it's the fact that we have a governor, a governor, an elected official in the state of Texas that is placing families on buses without shoes, cold, wet. Well, that's how they show up, moron, number one. Number two, in that state, they decided to enforce the federal law that your ghetto district and state decided to nullify. So... You want to be a sanctuary city. I know you probably didn't study the word because you don't like homework. But that means they're your problem now. So wear it, dummy. Tired, hungry, afraid, traumatized, and then they come to the... You mean like the kids when they get home from the, from the CPS school? You mean like the normal kids that live in the ghettos you already created? You mean like that? 
city of Chicago where we have homelessness, we have mental health clinics that have been shut down and closed. You have people who are seeking employment. The, the governor of Texas needs to take a look in the mirror. The governor of Texas. Uh, no. The governor of Texas decided to do what the rest of the country should do and enforce, enforce our immigration laws rather than nullify them, you moron. But then again, you couldn't figure out how to pay your water bill when you bought a $6,000 suit. I'm bust out, bust out, bum. Meantime, Texas Governor Abbott signed a law today giving sweeping powers to police to arrest migrants who cross the border illegally. Immigration enforcement falls largely to the federal government, but Republicans in Texas have increasingly been taking control. This new law allows any Texas law enforcement officer to make an arrest. Opponents call... Man, there's a lot of citizens in Texas who love that. Can you imagine? That's why you could arrest the Vato Locos and all of the other chaos just, just when they should be. You know, when they... Break the law. There's a novel idea. Dan in Salem, Wisconsin. Yeah, this is crazy. You just said everything I was calling in for. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to say one more thing. You know that haircut that Brandon Johnson's got? I got it figured out. It's Marvin the Martian so, from Looney Tunes with a ridge on it top. Looks like, it, look, it looks like somebody sat on his head. So it's oh, a crack. That's a big crack, though, man. All right, but I get the idea. Although, have you watched the news lately? This is like a yardstick of crack on every one of these Democrats. Dominic, Glendale Heights. Yeah, there's a lack of communication. Remember in the old days, somebody <laughs> would suffer a concussion and it would keep everybody in line? That's the problem. <laughs> somebody needs to suffer a concussion here yeah. so everybody straightens out. I grew up you with know. a with a with an oar, a little tiny oar on the wall, and it said attitude adjustment tool. That's how I grew up. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean, kid. Thank you very much. Jeff and Dundee. Hey, Sean, I haven't talked to you for so long. Oh, I appreciate Good it. Good to talk to you. You too, John. And your cigar store is hopefully still open. Yeah, it anyway. is. Yeah, we're, we're, okay, good. Good. We're, we're, hey, we're making hey. decisions, though, but go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, no. anyway, uh, I, you know, this Brandon Johnson came out of Elgin. Yeah. And where he learned his trade, I'm not sure, but it must have been the... Uh, you know the Democratic. Uh, he learned know, it. He learned it. Here in he, he learned it, Jeff. Where, where Marxism thrives and corruption is the norm. He learned it in the Chicago Public Teachers Union. Yay, Marxism! Where else are you going to get a two and a half million dollar contract for milk stolen by one principal? We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me. I would enjoy this conversation with my next guest so much more if it wasn't about the Marxist coup d'etat of our nation. I'd love to talk movies with Scott McKay. I mean, I'd absolutely love it. After all, he's the publisher of The Hayride, award-winning culture and political site that covers every kind of event politically and in our nation that you could cover when it comes to having a philosophy or a point. He is Scott McKay. How are you, Scott? Thank you for joining me. 
Howdy, Sean. Oh, you don't want to talk movies? I do want to talk movies. And in fact, I'll even talk, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Roberts, Julia Roberts. For instance, when with her and, 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 and uh, Richard Gere, do you know I still watch it to this day? And every time I act surprised and I get a little tear in my eye, when Edward rescues Vivian in Pretty Woman, I always root for a good hooker. I hope to God they get every billionaire they wish. And it's, it, it's truly an inspiration to strippers everywhere, Pretty Woman. I love that movie. Uh, however, I didn't like this one, and I gave it a try. I actually tried it. Did you give it a try to watch this movie? Yeah, I watched it a couple of weeks ago, like when it first came out. I noticed that it was number one on Netflix, and I will generally watch what's number one on Netflix, even though that there's a spotty record of quality associated with that, and I don't think this was much different. No, no. Um, and then I found out that the Obamas were the executive producers. Huh. And I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Hey, they got $100 million in real estate. They got to figure out some way to make it look legit. And producer for Netflix is a great way. And the name of the movie is called Leave the World Behind. And from what I gathered, because I'm going to tell you the truth, I gave it about 20, maybe 20 to 25 minutes. And the premise was so moronic after the initial, I love where this is going. And to watch the interaction between uh, Julia Roberts and uh, Myers Ali, who I think that's how you say his name. But, I mean, to watch it, I was like, come on, this this would never happen anywhere other than a movie set. Exactly. And that's exactly. the part that's nauseating. Well, and, and to, you know, so that we're not hiding the ball here. So there, the, you know, the movies, it's about the end of the world, right? And it's a, some kind of cyber attack or something that's a, you know, massive power blackout. And this takes place like on Long Island. Uh, Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke are this kind of, you know, uh, hipsters-ish Brooklynite couple that goes and rents this mansion on Long Island for the weekend with their kids. And then, you know, things are weird, right? And the power goes out and all the, there's no internet. And Mahershala Ali and his daughter show up, right? So, like, you get the black people showing up. And he's wearing a $5,000 tuxedo. Exactly. And they pull up. And they pull up in this, you know, top of the line Mercedes, right? And he's, he says, hey, I'm George. I, I'm the guy that owns this place, and I rented it to you for the weekend. There's a power outage in the city. We drove out here because, you know, like I can't get into my building or whatever. And I got $1,000 for you to refund you for a night of your Airbnb or whatever. You mind if we rack out in the basement? And racist Julia Roberts doesn't want to let him in the house. And I'm like, okay, you can find the most backwards rednecks anywhere in America who hate black people with a passion, and you wave a thousand bucks in front of them for a guy who clearly owns the mansion. Clearly. Right? You're going to take the money and let him go hang out in the basement. Besides the fact that he has the key to the liquor cabinet that has all the nice liquor in it, and he's happy to open it for you. And the other thing is... No one would say no, but the Obamas, who are the executive producers of this thing, and of course... You know, executive producer means all kinds of things. What we found out in the trade press for this thing is that Barack Obama provided copious notes to Sam Esmail, who's the writer and director of this thing, on the screenplay. And this is fr- taken from a book that was a bestseller in 2020. And, like, they changed all kinds of stuff from the book to the movie. Meaning Barack Obama is the guy who told them how to make this movie. Like, that's the fact the of the matter. And 
Yeah, and when you watch this thing, okay, you will see that the, the, the Barack and Michelle Obama's worldview is perfectly represented in it. The way that they think about America after everything this country has done for them is so bleak and, and nihilistic and misanthropic that, I mean, it just blows your mind. I wrote the, the, in the American Spectator when I wrote the movie review for this thing, what I said was, watch this movie and you will immediately need to flip the channel to the Hallmark channel and watch a Christmas movie as a palate cleanser so that you, you know, so that you can stand it because it's such, like it's the end of the world and it's not even a tragedy. It's like, well, good. We deserve this. Right. I mean, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. But here's the thing too. I I'm a movie guy all my life. I love it. I went went to Columbia college. I dreamt and fantasized in my own head, how I was going to go to Hollywood and write movies. The reason I love to read is I love the idea of how that would look uh, on a screen or how a how somebody could make a book transfer into a movie. I love all this stuff. And to watch this, I have a multitude of problems, not just on the fact of movie making, which I think you could really attack, but I'm in the real estate business. So just the facts, and I know that's boring, right? Oh, it would never be like that in real life. And I'm, I'm not one of those guys, oh, how many bullets were in the round and all. You know, th- that's not what I'm doing here. But the fact of the matter is the intention was so obvious from the get-go that Julia Roberts is a racist, and that's the real issue, that none of it was based on any kind of even close to reality or fact or what would happen in that scenario, which I've been in a thousand times, in particular when the cable's out. When the cable's out, the first thing they do is reach out to the owner. What is going on here? Come and fix it. They don't care how you fix it. They just want you to fix it. And that's where it broke down. It broke down pretty early. And the question I have for you, is Kevin Bacon just in movies now? Because people want to say, did you know Kevin Bacon was in the movie? What does he do in the movie? Because I only saw the loading of the truck and that was it. Uh, Kevin Bacon is the uh, Republican, uh, you know, prepper survivalist guy who uh, doesn't want to cooperate with anybody. And it's very selfish uh, and points guns in people's faces when they come on his property. Right. Uh, And then ultimately gets bought off. Uh, you know, because like people pay him and all of a sudden then he's a nice guy. In other words, like, like this movie is such a metaphor for like how the Obamas see America. Right. And there's this level of disdain, first of all, for like the white leftist couple, couple from Brooklyn, which is Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Right. Like they, like those are, like those are the people that made the Obamas uh, president and first lady. And it's clear that they hate them with a burning passion, right? And Mahershala Ali's ca- uh, character is really the only likable guy in the whole movie, you know? And of course he is, because he's Barack Obama in the movie. Sure. Um, and then, you know, Kevin Bacon represents all of the bitter clingers, right? With the only, uh, the only difference being that there's, you know, obviously Kevin Bacon is not a particular Christian, because there is zero reference to any god, uh, at all. It's the end of the world and nobody even like thinks about God, which should tell you something about how the Obamas, you know, view the world. Yes. Well, you um, know, it's, it's, it's interesting to watch. It's almost smart in a way because they keep, they need this in order to win more elections. And when I say the, I mean the Democrat mafia, Barack Obama is a very interesting guy aside from being, having a white mother, 
Barack Obama wasn't uh, an American. He doesn't have the American experience of growing up as a black man who faced all kinds of bigotry and racism. He grew up in Indonesia. He grew up, his father was one of the richest men in Indonesia, his stepfather. That's right. And, 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 and you know, this whole thing where he pretends to be down with the struggle, he picked Chicago because we are the communist capital of America, where we've infiltrated both politics and organized crime and pretend to be a Democrat party. That's the reality that nobody well, wants to talk about. But they well, need to have you know, that let's innuendo. Not, let's not forget. Yeah. Well, let's, Sean, let's not forget that when uh, his mom dumped him off, on his grandparents in Honolulu, right? His grandfather immediately brought him to go see Frank Marshall Davis, who was the communist newspaper editor in Chicago until, you know, the heat came on and he, you know, the FBI essentially ran him off to Honolulu. There's 22 references to Frank Marshall Davis in Dreams from My Father, okay? Those were scrubbed out of the audiobook version that came out later when uh, Obama was a, you know, a political figure and beginning to, to make a run at national politics. Mm-hmm. Like, they scrubbed that out, but it's in the, the, the printed version of the book. So for him to show up in Chicago was, like, not a surprise because either, you know, you could say he's, he's the ideological or intellectual father of Barack Obama, if not the biological father is Frank Marshall Davis, and he cut his teeth in Chicago. That was his stomping grounds. Yes, but right, the, and he knew, like he knew both of Valerie Jarrett's grandparents. Yeah, right. Like that's the crazy. Like this is all Frank Marshall Davis, you know, like coming back to haunt America in the person of Barack Obama. Well, the beauty to circumvent the criticism of these very flaws and corruption policies is to have the shield of the virtuous racist. Uh, against me so nobody gets to look at the actual policies this is what that's exactly right truly a magician at it's an absolutely wonderful thing and yet when you look at chicago uh in the year 2023 the people who suffer by far by and large of the democrat mafia are black people those are the people that are suffering uh by and large at massive quantities they're underserved in education they're underserved in in policy and now you see the turmoil with the immigrants uh, and the immigration problem as the the new immigrant gets nine thousand dollars a month on average well the old democrat just gets the regular welfare money so just say racist and it'll all disappear because what barack obama doesn't want you to realize is the true racism is the racism of the bigotry of low expectations which is why they continue to underserve minorities in this city isn't that right nailed it well and i and i heard this audio of uh brandon johnson trying to pin all of the, you know, the, the, the problems of illegals on Greg Abbott. Yeah. Because he's, you know, he's running a few buses up to Chicago. And the yeah. answer is, no, those illegals are showing up in Chicago of their own volition. What Abbott's bringing is a small fraction of what's coming up there. Um, and it's because you're a sanctuary city. You asked for this. And all of a sudden you want to blame this on Greg Abbott, which is a, it's a classic trope specifically of the Obama Democrat, is we're going to run a city into the ground and then we're going to blame it on the white Republicans in the suburbs, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but they have nothing to do with how to run your city. Well, you know, they left. And it's like, well, of course they left. They're middle-class people. You wanted them gone. Yes. You chased them out by not doing any of the things that you're supposed to do in running a city, picking up the trash, keeping cops on the streets, fixing potholes, having schools that are halfway worth a darn, right? Yes. Like you've deliberately failed to do those things 
so that these people would leave and you would never lose an election in your city again. And yet they're the scapegoat for your bad management. And so this is like a classic case. Obama is the guy who, first of all, monetized it using federal grants in ways that had never been done before. You can go back to his infrastructure package when he first came into office. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing is to, to like totally message this really out in the open in in a in a weaponized fashion uh, against you know against basically the suburbs and you know like every single urban democrat is now singing that tune uh, as they destroy every one of these cities. I mean, you know, I know you guys complain about Chicago. New Orleans is just as bad. So oh, yeah. is St. Louis, Baltimore. I mean, you you can name a city; it's being run exactly the same way, and the results are exactly the same. And yeah. so, red states are picking up tons of population. Suburbs are bursting at the seams. Exurbs are becoming suburbs, and the cities are being hollowed. You know, they're hollowed out uh, uh, hellscapes now. So you've been a victim of this in your career, which I find astonishing because I know your career. But you've been a victim. It's easy to call Scott McKay racist, and it's happened recently. I remember uh, when Mike Johnson won the speakership, who I, I personally don't like, by the way. I think is a terrible speaker. But what, immediately when he won, your name was brought up because he wrote a foreword in your book, and you were accused of being a notable racist. I'm wondering, why can't you sue for defamation? Uh, do you have to be a a, a uh, election worker to sue for defamation? How does that work? Oh, I will never sue CNN for defamation. When they used the Revivalist Manifesto as a weapon against Mike Johnson because he wrote the forward, mm-hmm. it it ran the Revivalist Manifesto to number one on Amazon's comparative politics chart for like the better part of a week. They made me a lot of money. <laughs> Everybody hates CNN, but I got to be honest, yeah. they're growing on me. Scott like McK- I, I'm perfectly right. I want them to do the same thing to racism, revenge, and ruin. It's all Obama, which is the new book. Uh-huh. Like, please yeah. call me names. Attack me any kind of way you want, but make sure that you get the Amazon link to the book in the article because, you know, I can monetize this. And yeah. I don't care. Look, Republicans, conservatives have got to stop caring when smear merchants like Andrew Kaczynski at CNN or whoever these other guys are, you've got to stop caring what names they call you because it's all meaningless now. Okay. Like they call, they called RFK Jr. an anti-Semite because he noticed that somehow, uh, 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 Ashkenazi Jews tended to fare well with COVID like that's not a complaint. He just noticed that that was true. Yeah, and the right? data, the data was. Like, oh, Israel. you're an anti-Semite because you noticed a thing, and it's like this is yeah. beyond stupid that they would do that. But that's the state of play. Well, when that's when that's the tactic, and that's what's going on, you don't have to ascribe any credibility to it. And this is a classic thing that Obama Democrats do is they use the race card as a shield. You cannot criticize me because if you do, that means that you're a racist. And like, for example, Pete Buttigieg does this with homosexuality. You are a homophobe if you criticize Pete Buttigieg. And I said in the book that Buttigieg was obnoxiously gay. Yes. Which he is. That photo in the birthing bed, right, with the two adopted kids, yeah. that's one of the most obnoxious things you'll ever see. The other thing that, that, that was obnoxious was when he said he was a better Christian than the Christians who quoted Scripture to say that his lifestyle was sinful. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he says, oh, you're just using your Christianity as a, as a crutch for your bigotry. That's obnoxious. Yeah. Okay. So the question is, are you allowed to call anyone obnoxiously gay in this country? And if you are, then are you not allowed to say that Pete Buttigieg is obnoxiously gay? Because that would imply that there is some threshold of obnoxiously gay that Pete Buttigieg has not met. And if that's the case, then can we at least say that the Senate staffer who works for Ben Cardin, who made gay porn in the Senate Judiciary Committee room, is that guy obnoxiously gay? I would say so. Yeah. But I guess I'm a homophobe if I notice it. Yeah. I, I, is it okay? You don't have to tolerate this. You don't have to put up with it, and you certainly don't have to give it any credence. Is it okay if I snickered when his mother said he was taken at heart? Is that okay? <laughs> Um, but here's the thing. It's all about getting you getting you to be afraid to implement your own judgment. This is the trick of the, right. of the Democrat mafia member, right? To indict strangers on something they didn't commit. To indict them on a racism they do not possess. A homophobia they've never possessed. To make strangers go back on their heels and say, I didn't do it. And the way that I've always combated this, number one, I've never really cared what anyone thinks. But the other thing is... I hate far more white people than any other race on the planet. After all, it's only white people that came up with communism, with Marxism, right. with totalitarianism. And the other thing when it comes to living in Chicago, the experience you have as a Chicagoan, I, as any race, would never tolerate the services that are provided under a corrupt Democrat government. We have schools in Chicago where five kids out of 100 can read. Three can right. do math. I would never do that to anybody, any religion, anything. I think the only way you can ever have a peaceful society is through giving that education and the confidence of judgment to individuals. But that's not what the mafia wants you to think. And up until 2023, it's really working because the Democrats pretend that they're mad or they have a low poll. The reality is when you're and you know this when you when you grow up in Chicago, they'd vote for a pickle if it was a Democrat. They don't care. They want the scam to go on. And that's what I'm wondering. How bad does it get? Is it, are we at the point now? They always, I remember one of my favorite books, The Road to Serfdom. Well, we're here. How much longer do I have to be here before my or the rest of the citizens wake up? Or in your opinion, when movies like this and the success of the corruption, of the manipulation of the race baiter, is it going to live? Is it going to live longer than, than people's tolerance of it? What do you think is going to happen here? Well, I think a lot of it depends on whether you have a Republican Party that's good enough to be a receptacle for the anger and outrage of the populace, right? Um, you had oh. two polls this, this week. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's, you know, that, that's really sort of where the rubber meets the road. Pew has Joe Biden's approval rating at 33. Monmouth has it 34. Okay, he's above 60 in disapproval. The public looks at all of this stuff. They've spent months listening to, to Team Biden, which is really Team Obama. Okay, tout Bidenomics and how wonderful it is. They know their personal financial situation doesn't match up with these stupid numbers. Okay, they know that the truth is being left out of much of this rhetoric. They don't buy it. They know that this guy is not actually running the country. Somebody else is. Uh, I would argue it's, you know, it's still very much Obama. Uh, like like the, the public gets it. The problem is they look on the other side and they see Mitch McConnell, right? Oh. And they say, ah, this is no better than those guys. Mitch McConnell's approval rating is 6%. 
Oh, please. It's six. Okay? Why this guy hasn't been run off, I don't know. And there is, and you know, look, I come from Louisiana. We just had a massive, massive red, red wave in the statewide election cycle yeah. that happened this year. Okay? Far and away the most conservative legislature we've ever had. Jeff Landry is uh, about as conservative a governor as there is anywhere in the country. And I mean, all the statewide uh, uh, elected officials, it's a clean sweep, not just with Republicans. These guys are, you know, true MAGA conservatives that are, that are all wow. running the show in Louisiana now. Nothing is going to stop them from changing everything and completely wiping out Huey Long's legacy in the state. Thank God. That's exactly so it what can be done. Yeah. OK, it can happen. But you have to have people willing to step forward to lead to make those things work. And what we don't have in D.C. is anything like that. I'm not as I'm not as down on Johnson as you. I've known Mike for more than a decade. Okay, I think he's a good guy. I don't know that he's got the caucus he needs to be able to turn that aircraft carrier around. But I think he'll try. Okay, he'll be deliberate and methodical about doing it. Yeah, he better articulate it. Wait, he's got to articulate. I agree, but but here's the thing. Okay. Um, that Senate, okay, that's that that's that's a bunch of crap. You yeah. got Lindsey Graham going on Sunday shows saying, "Well, I don't see a smoking gun on Biden oh, Biden's impeachment." I did my whole show on like, it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, it's it's like, are you kidding me? Like, the, this guy is going to torpedo Republican uh, uh, and political advances every chance he gets. Yeah, because he works with McConnell, and that's what McConnell wants. And until you can clean that up. And I mean, you're talking, you got to turn over 25 Senate seats to make that happen. Until you can do that, you're not in a position to to make the kind of substantive change that will reverse the decline in this country. Well, that's the rune in the book, Racism, Revenge, and Ruin. In the meantime, you can go to Louisiana, you can go to Texas, you can go to Florida, and you can really strengthen those states. I think that's crucially important, and people need to understand the benefits of federalism, and that's where they're going to learn it is in uh, sites like yours. I've always enjoyed the Hayride. I truly do. I love everything, your, all of your books, and I love the fact that you have the courage to never be swayed from your judgment, even in the face of personality attacks, because you understand who's whose ideology is important, and it's the ideology that you support of righteousness. He is Scott McKay. Thank you so much, brother, for joining me. I appreciate you. Thanks, Sean. Anytime. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. You know, Squirrel, I don't think this is as much a legitimate legal case as this in Colorado is defamation. I think Donald Trump should sue every, every justice who voted to indict him on a crime he wasn't convicted of. You see, you can't just... First of all, the sitting president, sitting president, did not try to overthrow himself. No, he didn't do it. So your claim of insurrection is something you Marxist mafia members thought up when you were all sitting around high in the Senate with no pants on. There was no such thing. It was not an insurrection. Donald Trump didn't instruct anybody to overthrow the government. There was no organized movement to overthrow the government. And there was no actual violence, I mean, aside from Ashley Babbitt being assassinated by a Capitol policeman at point-blank range, the unarmed veteran, 110 pounds, shot in the neck by a coward, 
Democrat donor, though, and I think Nancy Pelosi's favorite in the Capitol Police. What do you think goes on there? You think Nancy Pelosi was on the Lazy Susan or the Capitol Policeman? I don't know. Somebody was. Amendment. The presidency was that the that the former president did engage in insurrection and that his speech was not protected by the First Amendment and that therefore. But he wasn't found guilty of that. He wasn't tried for that. How could an entire state make him guilty? That is the definition of slander and defaming. Sue these idiots. Sue them for the mountains. Under Colorado state law, since he was not a qualified candidate, he needed to be removed from the primary ballot for the upcoming Colorado Republican. This is some third world Middle East garbage. This is some Saddam Hussein, Hussein junk. This is something only like a Venezuela ghetto socialist corrupt third world. Oh, I know. Or a third world ghetto state. And by the way, this was earlier in the day. And I grabbed this really by coincidence. Saeed Sharbini, freshman Democrat representing Adams County, is headed for the exits. Today, he announced he'll resign at the end of the year. So what, a week and a half? Charbini says the main reason he's leaving is financial. Job pays $44,000 a year. But Charbini's resignation letter also said the environment at the Capitol is, quote, characterized by vitriol and a lack of collegial behavior. That's a Colorado state representative resigning today, followed by two others earlier in the week. This is the same ghetto Democrat state that just declared Trump guilty of a crime he wasn't charged with, hasn't been convicted of. And they're constantly and continuing to defame him throughout the day. Republican primary should also be noted. They stayed that decision until January 4th, noting the import of this decision so that uh, the former president could appeal to the United States Supreme Court, who might choose to take it. I think it's very likely they will and perhaps stay that decision while they consider the uh, the impact of it. I think he should sue defamation. After all, two dimwits with purple hair just got one hundred forty eight thousand from Rudy Giuliani. He doesn't even have 148,000. Colorado's got those mountains. So everybody, Tony in Riverside. Hey, Sean. So yesterday we found out Minnesota's got a Somalian flag, and now this in Colorado. What do you mean you found it out yesterday? I played the clip, got to be seven months ago, Squirrel, right? How they do that Aloha snack bar bulldung five times a day? Five times a day. Minnesota, full of Norwegians and pasty white asses with cellulite on it. All bending over five times a day. Aloha snack bar. Go ahead. I mean, what are we? What the hell? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, a country founded on with the absence of religion celebrates the most violent of all of them. Thank you very much. Oh, you shouldn't say that. Really? Where's the Mormon Mormon mayhem? I mean, aside from the fact that they got a lot of sister wives and whatnot. Greg and Lagrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Always aggravating when you realize you're in a third world corrupt hellhole. So it looks like it's on stay until January 4th. The Supreme Court will take it up. So if the Supreme Court rules in Donald Trump's favor, do you see other states moving forward with the same kind of tactic? Because it seems like if you shoot this down at a state level immediately, the Supreme Court, as being the final arbiter, is going to shoot it down for every state, right? Craig, you ever been around around uh, Democrat-elected Democrats? You ever been around like their lobbyists? You ever been around any of these scum? You ever been in the same room with them? See, the problem I have is when you give them legitimacy, and now we're gonna we're gonna okay, we're gonna stay the order. This isn't any kind of judgment based on law. These are mafia scumbags 
getting rid of the yeah. biggest threat to their scam. That's all this is. That's all it is. So I'm going to have a, we're going to go to court. We'll go to the Supreme Court. This is a joke. Colorado Supreme Court is a joke. And the Colorado State Capitol is a joke. Those two stories are a coincidence. But this is from earlier in the day. It's starting to look like the state capitol is a really horrendous place to work. I mean, these are these are appointed and elected people who are saying this, this is a joke, this state capitol. It's like Springfield. All of those Democrats scum partying on the off hours with the nonsense and the hookers and the blow and all the rest of it, pretending to be the state capitol. I'm sick and tired of it all. I really am. I just don't see how this is going to work because you even have people like Jonathan Turley coming out and saying it just has no standing. Get in your car, load it up for sale by owner. Some real estate broker will call you and go to high ground because these Democrats destroy every fracking thing they touch. Isn't that right, Crane Puff Man? I don't, I don't know how you sleep with yourself, really. I'm guessing on your side, though. You can't lay on your back. You'll suffocate like a manatee. I got you on Denver on right now uh, with a couple of puffs. Oh, yeah. What are you talking about, Denver? What do they got? Some cooking show there? What are you watching? Yeah, you know, Rocky, Rocky oh, Rocky. Oh, you know yeah. oh, yeah, sure. John so, Denver, hell of a pilot. Yeah, but that's a Christmas present for Jenny and, uh, and uh, Clarence if yeah. for Christmas. I'd have to sit up on them. <laughs> how they're going to uh, refute this. Uh, the All Supreme right. Court in Colorado. Yeah, so you're... Well, they, you're they did it in Florida. They did it in Florida for Bush. But yeah. I don't think they can do it for Trump. No, they do. You know, Florida... But, you know what I love about Florida? That fat oh. slob married the tipper. He's the one who brought the case. And then he pretended to no, be no, magnanimous. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Yes, he did. George kicked it. George kicked it after uh, the guy. Didn't I'll know tolerate he any, I'll, you're wrong. I'll tolerate anything but the rewriting of history. Manatee. You're wrong. It was Al Gore. And then I heard a... Uh, I think it was the morning show I was listening to one day, and uh, a caller called and said he didn't want um, the people to be stressed over the counting of ballots, and that was Richard Nixon, another Demo- <laughs> Republican, Democrat, whatever. He was a terrible president. But uh, I love how they just rewrite history. And that's what you're witnessing today, as they're pretending that was an insurrection. But I'll, I'll go through my original accusation it wasn't an insurrection because i wasn't gonna i wasn't there i wasn't there there was no violence no violence breaking windows breaking windows that's called friday in melrose park forever there's no violence violence is what happened to ashley babbitt in fact that's the only person murdered on january 6th an unarmed woman 312-642-5600 marxists socialists and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, the one thing Cream Puff Jim and I could probably agree on, I think we'd have been better off with Gore versus Bush. After all, look at what George Bush did to this country. Moron that he was. Moron. Jay in the Mokina. Hey, Sean, you know, I, I thought of this a long time ago that 
these, you know, uh, court cases against people where they just bring up charges and bankrupt the defendant, like with, with Mike Flynn and now with Donald Trump. It's, it's got to be costing him millions. It should be like professional sports. If you decide to throw the red flag and they find out, okay, uh, the, the call didn't go your way, you lose a timeout. In ice hockey, if you say, hey, we dispute that goal, and they say, no, it's a good goal, you get a penalty for delay a game. So if these guys don't find out evidence, they should have to face some kind of retribution back the other way, pay the defendant's court costs, pay him time off, whatever. Jay, are you promoting promoting tort reform? Because if you are, good luck with that. Lawyers find it more profitable this way. Which is why I hang yeah, around yeah. with one that I, you know, I tolerate. I throw sandwiches at him. I give him free cigars because I know that 380 pounds is going to come in handy one day. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just uh, a suggestion or just a note. Uh, something no, I, 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 I love it. I think it, you know, and I think there are cases where where the loser does pay. I don't know the exact. Uh, I think it's specific states and different arenas, but there are cases like that. But the the, the good thing about our system too is that in a lawsuit. Uh, aside from spending money, you could not only vindicate yourself, but flip the table if you're wrongfully charged, you know, if you're wrongfully sued. So, I, you know, I do think the system is imperfect uh, and it could always be tweaked. But I do like a system that at least allows you to 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 find the discovery process, uh, you know, while you're being sued and use it not only as your defense, but in some cases you become the plaintiff. So there is some advantage to the system, even though it's flawed. Thank you very much, Jay. I appreciate it. In the meantime, a system that's flawed is the system that the government gets to pick and choose laws it doesn't want to enforce. That's that's kind of sickening, as we are living in the repercussions of that. And one thing's for certain, we could talk about the, 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 the aftermath of, of the migrants and the boys that die and the terrible surroundings in Chicago. Are we really over with the show? I didn't even play my Mexican Mafia thing. In our society, the more people we kill, we advance. The more things we do for the Mexican Mafia, we advance. We gain our social status. Yeah, we're not talking about the cartels and the murder and the mayhem and the kidnapping. I guess we're going to have to wait 21 hours, but we'll be back in 21. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.